Hello and welcome to Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. My name is Mark. And hello, I'm Jamie. And we are both level 20 podcasters with proficiency in wrestling. And if you understand that reference, I really appreciate you being we here. We salute you. We just did a D&D and an ACDC reference yeah, in so one if you get shot. That, so many acronyms, awesome. AEW, WWE, C and W, I don't know. Yeah, but welcome like, back. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again. We are uh, talking WWE, AEW. Uh, no NJPW this week. I could have, but there was two very long shows over the weekend that I have yet to be able to fire up. I had a very busy weekend, but we are talking WWE Raw and SmackDown first. Um, There's a lot to talk about. We are right on the cusp. We're on the road. It was a good week for wrestling. We are officially on the road to WrestleMania after the Royal Rumble. It was a great week in wrestling. I don't know why my arms are up in the air. Nobody can see this. You can't see it, but Mark's enthusiastic. I'm excited today. I've I've been wanting to record all week, but I know if we do it twice in a week, it's... I don't know. It gets overwhelming. It's tough sometimes, but here we are, and let's talk about some great things that happened this week in WWE. Uh, Let's start off. Traumatic things that happened this week. Man. Emotions are flying with, with, I mean, at least SmackDown, but WWE in general. Like, their storytelling is on point this week. Oh, for me, I mean, I don't know if everybody else felt the same way, but I got later and later in the week on Monday, and you were like, damn, I really want to know what's happening with the bloodline. Mm. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't happen this this We'll talk episode. about that. We're going to talk about the SmackDown. We'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to start off by talking about the men's elimination matches. So yeah, we had three of those. We had three of those. So basically what is happening here is there are matches that are qualifying people to be in the elimination chamber. Right. Standard elimination chamber. Yes. You know, procedure. Uh, interesting this year, At though. At least apparently for the men. Uh, the winner of the men's match will have the opportunity to w- possibly win the United States Championship against yes. the current champion Austin Theory. Which, at first, when I heard that they were going doing the Elimination Chamber for the United States title, I was a little bit against it. Really, I felt the opposite. Um, Why were you against it? I, I guess I'm just so used to it being for you know the the big boy title, the WWE sure. title, the, the 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 world the heavyweight championship, whatever it is at the moment, right? Right, and I think this is the first time they've done it for ju- for a. I don't. I don't like. I don't like using the the term. You know, uh, a mid card title. I don't right. like calling the United States title that because they have elevated it in the past couple of years. They have. Um. Same with the Intercontinental title. Uh. But it just felt weird. I guess I don't like change, okay. and I don't like my. I don't like when my wrestling pay per views get weird. Okay. Um. So, at first I was against it, but then starting to think about it and understanding how untouchable that. Roman Reigns is, you would then bar- basically bury five other individuals before you even get to the Elimination Chamber, because he's going right. to have to be involved with it, uh, unless you made it, you know, six of them for a number one contendership, which I feel like is ridiculous, right. going through an Elimination Chamber match. Um, so at first, I was really kind of not happy about this, but the more I thought about it, the more I, I started looking at it as a storytelling aspect instead of what I want as a fan immediately. Sure. Um, it, it makes, started, a, lot it makes a lot more sense. It gives, it again, it gives more life to the United States championship. It does. It elevates Austin Theory and the potential of winning that championship. And now you don't know what the outcome is going to be, too. Right. If Roman was in it, everybody, everybody was going to go into it and know that he was going to come out on top. He's exactly. not going to lose to six other guys. Exactly. Just, they, they're waiting for, and we'll get to that, but I... I, I Excited to see this. I really am. Like it's, I'm, it's I'm now excited to see it. I wasn't before. Right. So we had three matches on Raw. We had Seth Rollins versus Chad Gable. Right. Holy shit! What a match! What a match! I think that was actually the the start of Raw, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, great way to start off the week. Those Chad two. Gable, 
are just um, amazing performers. Yeah, Chad Ch- Gable one is just of, next level. I, I don't know if you, if saying underutilized is a good term because he's on TV damn near every week. Right. He does he what he needs be. to do. He shows up. He does every time that he, you know he performs. Every time that he he's out there, he performs. Whether it's a, just a speaking segment or he's in a match, he performs and he does it flawlessly. Uh, he's very you know I I don't like you know like comparing him, but same with like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, who had a ma- who had another match tonight in elimination against uh, Bronson yes, Reed, um, but both those men they just they consistently they can they consistently deliver. They do, and I wish I wish Chad Gable would get more of a push. I think Z- Dolph Ziggler's getting to a point where we're like he's either got to get a push or this is what his job is for the rest Absolutely. of his life. Absolutely, and it's funny you say that because I think the third match also qualifies perfectly with these people, Baron Corbin. Oh yeah, he is consistently there. He does what he's told. He, you know, performs consistently in and out. No, I, I feel like but Chad Gable, Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler are not being pushed in championship matches. No, they're definitely they're there to put over the other people. They're almost like enhancement talent, but they're well paid enhancement talent because God damn, do they do it well? They're all like they really great. all. And I don't know. I don't know how they feel about it. I know if in, in my situation at a 35 year old who works a nine to five job. Um, if you were to tell me that just go out on TV and lose and pay me the money that these guys get paid and uh, granted, it's not, you know, we're not talking Roman Reigns money, but I'm sure these guys get paid very well. Sure. You know, I, I mean, yeah. What's wrong with taking a million dollars to go lose to Johnny Gargano? Right. Right. I I mean, I couldn't be mad at it as a performer, (laughs) as, and as somebody who wants to be like artistic in that manner, in, in my wrestling I, I could see how you'd you'd have a little bit of an issue with it, but sure. you got These guys are well established. They've been fighting for a while. Yeah, um, I think Chad Gable, personally, out of these three guys, needs a championship push. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Dolph Ziggler's had his championship uh, yep. push. Baron Corbin's has has had his numerous times, or at least once or twice. I think Chad Gable. Uh, he's. He, I know he's had tag gold. Um, I don't, I singles can't gold, recall, I, think would be great. I can't recall a single time he's had singles gold. Yeah. And I'd love to see him. I with, honestly would have rather I, I, have seen him take the win over Seth. Which in is this interesting one. because, and we'll go on, we're, we didn't really mean to talk about this. It's interesting because it seems like they're setting up something between Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Absolutely. And I thought, I feel like that's happening on a limited I thought, when at they, least I thought, yeah. I thought when they were mentioning it, Wrestling. that Chad Gable was going to get the, get the upper hand, get the yeah. win, go to the chamber and they were going to have a match between, unless they're setting it up for WrestleMania, WrestleMania. which. Yeah. Fuck me. That I is, mean, chat, uh, they came out with Logan Paul's terms for his contract, and he's only fighting at like big pay per views and oh, how wonderful making appearances at. Gotta love a part timer. <laughs> Gotta love a part timer. Right after Triple H said he's not big into this, but I know, you know, uh, he sells money or he sells merch though. So yes. So again, just to recap, at the end of these elimination matches, Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, and Bronson Reed took the win. Those are three. <laughs> the most random people to be yep. going into the elimination chamber. I'm excited together. to see Bronson Reed. I am too. I was I was surprised when he came back to WWE. Yeah, um, and in a very interesting, weird way with the Miz. Right, especially with his all of his success overseas and right. Uh, Speaking uh, of NJPW, big surprise, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, good to see it. I I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I just wish Seth <laughs> didn't win. You know what? I just feel like it was so obvious for Seth to pick up a win here. And I know I don't you've been critical. Seth you versus Austin yeah, Theory. I don't want to see Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. It's so overplayed for three such talented individuals. Do something else. Yeah. Do something else. Well, I mean, we did have something else. And what's that? And I thought this was an elimination match, and I unfortunately got disappointed That's when okay. I found out that it was the return of Rick Boogs. Boogs. 
taking on the Miz. Miz came out bitching about not getting a chance at the Elimination Chamber, and I that's why I thought it was a chamber match. Right. And uh, Adam Pearce came out and said, yeah, you got a match with this guy. And here comes short hair Rick Boogs. He tore his quads a couple, well, goddamn, nine, nine months ago. He pulled a Vinnie Mac. Pulled a Vinnie Mac. I think he was um, lifting. Yeah, but he at least was doing something. Two people at the same time. The New Day. Was it both of the I New Day? I believe it was the New Day. Um, but he's been out for a while. He came back and made an absolute mockery of The Miz, which is what The Miz does probably the best out of anything. Uh, got his ass whooped in a suit. Yeah, talking and... about people that are just not going to get gold, but put over other people. Mm-hmm. The Miz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's had his run. He's had his belt. He has. He's, and I'm not saying he's not done. He's still got at least one more championship run. I'm like, 100%. He does. But if he didn't, he wouldn't. His... His, his career has been better than I think anybody had expected. Oh, even probably himself. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he he came in cocky. He but he walked the walk and he talked the talk. And even look at him he now. walked out now. Look at Maurice. He won. Honest to God, he is like our our generation. Well, not our generations. I guess the next generations after ours. Chris Jericho. Like he always. Okay. Everybody always hates the Miz. Or he can he can swing it to where you like the Miz. You don't like to admit that you like the Miz, but. He's entertaining. He's a good guy. Uh, but just wanted to put that out there. Rick Boogs, welcome back. Uh, I love me some big, sweaty, beefy yep. men. We were just talking um, about him, so glad to see him yes, back. Yes, yes, glad to see him back. Uh, wish he, wish thing... he would have kept his long hair, though. Yeah, well, and that's he needs, okay. And I want to see his guitar. I'm t- I don't want to see some air guitar. I Dude mean, can fucking rip. You are talking from somebody with personal experience who literally just cut all their hair off. That is true. <laughs> I did just cut all my hair off. Uh, so another fun thing that happened on WWE Raw was... The uh, elimination, well, not elimination chamber. I'm sorry. The it was the elimination royal chamber. Rub, royal women's, ooh, women's royal rumble winner, Rhea Ripley. Yes, a lot of R's go. and all of that. Uh, Rhea Ripley came out and finally let us know who she was going to be facing at WrestleMania, and she chose Charlotte Flair based off of the uh, beef that they've kind of had. Yep. She when uh, was it Rhea Ripley? When Rhea Ripley came. Uh, challenged uh charlotte flair for the nxt championship i think actually or Rhea was the nxt championship and challenged flair it was something like that either yes. way Rhea <laughs> lost <laughs> Rhea lost Rhea lost to charlotte uh and she basically said you know when i faced her i thought i was gonna get her and she ended up putting me in my place and yeah, now it's of course my she turn was green yeah and now it's my turn so now i'm gonna put her in her place and um I was surprised. I, I thought they were going to go with uh, with Bel Air, uh, just because I don't know. It, it makes a little I'm, bit I'm more a sense fan. if you look back. And again, of course, that makes a lot of sense there. But also, um, there is an interview you can look back and, and of course, quote everything that Triple H said. Right when Rhea Ripley did lose, or Charlotte Flair won the championship recently, mm. uh, Triple H basically said that there was a reason behind it. Yeah. So I think is this is just perfectly setting up for Rhea There's Ripley always a to reason win. Behind. There's a reason uh, behind everything, yeah. whether it's good or bad. I think Rhea's going to win this at WrestleMania, and I don't think it's going to be a bad loss for Charlotte Flair. You think she's going to win over Charlotte? You think she's going to dethrone the queen this early? I actually do. Ooh. I actually do, because Rhea's Ooh. so over. Everybody wants Rhea to win. I think but it's she's a good not supposed position. To. She's supposed to be a heel. <sighs> she's supposed to be a heel. Yeah, you know, that But how happens. are you going to cheer heel? I mean, that happens. Oh, you I know. know. Look at MJF. Oh, no. Oh, I know. Everybody oh, no. cheers him, and then within three seconds, he turns around and makes fun of them, and they're like, oh, I hate you. That's MJF, though. Rhea's good at that, too. Oh, you know, know, they love to hate yeah. her. Uh, they love to hate mommy, so I think she's going to dethrone Charlotte. I don't think it's going to be an issue because Charlotte is on that, trying to win as much gold as she can. I don't right. think she's a matter of, I want to have the championship for as long as I can. 
I want to beat my dad. I want to have 20 wins, you know? Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess we'll see. I see. I don't think, I don't think that we're, that we're going to see the, uh, championship change. I think they're, they're going to let Rio take the loss because she's still involved with judgment day. And, you know, I don't know. I think that I think she's going to retain personally. Unfortunately for Prison Dom, though, uh, Mommy was not there as we began SmackDown. Um, let me set you up if you didn't see this. The New Day and Rey Mysterio right. were at a NASCAR event. Okay. Kind I of feel like, like a behind the scenes. Right kinda. off rip, I feel like those three individuals, and I, I I'm just not feel sure like why. they're not, not the ones you would find at a NASCAR track. No, I don't think Rey Mysterio and his family are watching NASCAR. At any rate, I don't they're think the there. New Day is watching it's NASCAR. Happening. I don't know. They I feel should. Like, I feel like they, have, they should have them there. Why are cheering. you a fan of NASCAR? Do you like making left no, hand I'm, turns? No, I'm in a, a fan circle? of the New Day. Oh, okay. Um, so the three of them are there again, no context, and then all of a sudden, because you know Dominic and the Judgment Day, and they've obviously had their beef with Ray, uh, they took this opportunity, just like Thanksgiving and Christmas, to interrupt Ray's fantastic Bastards. day, and you know. There was no ring for them to wrestle in, so what better way for them to, to settle this dispute? <laughs> I don't even know if it was a dispute. I don't even remember the, the interaction for the day than to actually race each other in NASCAR. Well, they did also have, uh, yeah, NASCAR cars. Yeah, like uh, legit, they, they, they had, actually raced. I don't know who the two NASCAR uh, drivers were. They had a uh, one that seems like he's been around for a minute, and one of the more newer ones. Um, so they played that up to where they had, you know, the older guy was on Ray's side. You had the younger guy who was on Dom's side and everybody was talking shit dumb, back and dumb. forth. Um, and then they got in the cars and we were like, there's no way they're actually going to do this. And okay. They raced. They raced. Like they did a little bit of performance. They the kind of zimmed in and out, yeah. like whatever they had some in, you know, some really terrible trash talk. And it was like some 1996 road rash t- trash talk. Uh, yeah. It was something you would have read on a popsicle stick, it, you know? Through the the magic of 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 you know home video or home video Jesus Christ of of movie magic they kind of made them look like they were going quickly but if you know anything about these vehicles these two guys would not be able to control these vehicles and no way not. in hell NASCAR would be like yeah just let them jump in the cars well and in drive. no way Vince and Triple H are gonna let them just go out there and just risk their lives but it was. The, the way they NASCAR filmed it, you could just lives. tell they were going like maybe 30 miles an hour down mm-hmm. this track, like zooming in and out, like, ah, I'm going to kill you, Dom. <laughs> it was the dumbest shit. It was the greatest shit, but it was the dumbest shit in yep. the world. Goofy wrestling at its finest. It was definitely goofy it wasn't wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> it was definitely goofy wrestling, but I mean, it was, it was borderline. All right. This is, this is, the, this is like the, the Pizza Hut ads with the street profits last year all over again. Exactly. Two years ago. Throwing pizza slices out to the crowd. Yeah. Like, like. You know, Montez Ford really eats fucking Pizza Hut pizza on a I know, weekly right? basis. I'm just waiting for a video of like Rey Mysterio being in like some random place taking a shit and Dominic just like beats the crap out of him. Hey, like, dad. Kind of like a Steve Austin, like Vince McMahon a at the hospital kind of situation. I don't know what they're doing with this. I know they're, I feel like they're still building up a match to WrestleMania. Um, we talked about this off, I hope. off camera. Uh, <laughs> I, off I, I think it's going to be Rey and Dom at WrestleMania. And I think Dom's going to get the win. I, I really think that he's going to that Ray's going to pass the torch, and Ray's going to get the loss. All right, but if they're going to do that, they have to do it right, and no Judgment Day members can be out there. Oh yeah, of course. It has to be full on prison Dom we'll, we'll versus Ray. And we'll raise him up. The, we'll raise him up, and it'll be like Enzo back when they had Cass fight. Oh, was that Impact? 
I don't know. <laughs> and fucking poor Enzo up in a, in a shark cage, and the dude could slip through the bars like it was he was fucking a mouse. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we have uh, the women's four way elimination chamber elimination chamber eliminator qualifier, match, match qualifier of doom. Everything done yet yeah, of doom. Yep. Um, this fate this featured Natalia, Shotzi, Shayna Baszler, and Zelina Vega. Now, when these happen, of course, you know, your instinct, your heart just tells you something. And we'll kind of look at each other when we're watching things and kind of be like, oh, you know, I hope I was like, man, this would be nice if Zelina Vega could get a, a win. You know, Shotzi, well, Shotzi. Shotzi really deserves Even, this, you know. I, I don't like Shayna Baszler that much, but yeah. she, if they're going to use Shana. her, give her the push. But we all forgot the golden rule. The Canada rule. The Canada rule. And of course, Natalia won because it's in Canada. And I didn't think about that But beforehand. she's going to be in her hometown. So you know what that means. She's going to lose. Just like. Sammy Zayn's gonna lose. Yeah, I'm thinking so. We're gonna get that out later. Um, uh, we. Oh, well, I mean, we're there. Bloodline. I guess we are there. Bloodline. Uh, t- t- need I say more? The interesting thing that we had this week. All right, I think it was either weekend, maybe early in the week. Uh, Sammy Zayn made a fantastic tweet. He was throwing away all of his Bloodline merchandise. Yep. Survivor Series chair. Yep. A bunch pictures of pictures with the family. A bunch of rare stuff that would be like heirloom or not heirlooms, but valuable things to somebody who's still, you know, emotionally attached yeah, to these Irreplaceable objects, you know? Um, uh, he had it out by the trash can, and I don't think it really, it really had any caption. Um, it needed none, you it know? It needed none, yeah. It was pretty, pretty self explanatory, which is surprising. I thought like Sammy would have been a little bit. Like, remorseful about his decision? No. Uh, Jay you know, didn't seem remorseful either. I, we don't even know because Jay hasn't been around. But he tweeted. He said, I'm out, but th- he didn't say, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, he was still out because- uh, I don't read Twitter. Smackdown, there were questions right off bat by uh, Kayla, the interviewer. Yeah, when they got there, they, they wanted to not even talk about Jay or the bloodline or Sammy. Nobody knew um, where Jay was. Paul Heyman made the comment of, it's awfully rude to make, that, make those questions. And yeah, Roman Reign questioned where where Sam or not Sammy where uh, Jay was. Really gave Jimmy a little bit of a, a hard time as to where the hell is your brother at? How do you yeah, not Jimmy know where said your brother didn't at? Didn't know, you know, classic. Uh, Same thing with Solo uh, didn't say anything. Solo, yeah, Solo stayed quiet. Boy, I hope the squeaky chair doesn't show up on the on the recording. I hope not either. It probably does. So oh, yeah, luck. Roman was not not too happy. The tribal chief was pretty uh, hot, and he was asking again about Jay. Nobody had any explanation about where Roman's Jay hot. was. Uh, that, that I meant a, like hot headed. That was a whole different conversation for a whole different podcast. I mean, let's be real. He, he is an absolutely beautiful man. I mean, not bad compared to me. Well, I mean, of course, you're much better. Especially now but, that I got my haircut. Yeah, you got a haircut and you got your mustache cut just like Roman Reigns, too. Oh, my God. I um, did. It, oh. Graham will never listen to this podcast. I cannot <laughs> believe he cut my mustache. Jade will actually. He'll, he'll appreciate this. He cut my, ma- my mustache so short. That when I got home to give Jamie a little smackaroo on the cheek, all of my little hairs Razor on blades. my mustache, it was like stabbing her with a million knives. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. At anyways, at any rate, I meant Roman Reigns was hot, as in like hot-headed. He was very upset. He wanted an explanation, I think, from Jay as to why he, right. he dipped, and Jay didn't answer. Jimmy apparently said that, you know, he wouldn't answer Jay's call, or uh, phone Jimmy's calls, phone calls. text messages. Yep. He messaged him on AIM. Yahoo yeah. Messenger, ICM. He sent like one of those owls that uh, they use in Hogwarts. Yes. Anything that he could do to send out a message and he just, he wasn't answering, Morse you know? Code. So Roman pretty much told him to go look and I guess they searched the whole entire arena and didn't find him. Which, why would you look for in, the, <laughs> in the arena? 
oh man, he didn't show up for work today. Well, no fucking shit. You think he just showed up? He's like, yeah, I'm in the girls' bathroom. Yeah, right. Don't Sorry, Tribal Chief. We found him. He was in row C. Yeah, right. He was watching the show. Seat 42. Yeah, he was watching. Uh, but yeah, we had you know a couple segments backstage, and then finally he's like, all right, you know, my bad, and mean like pop off on you. Yep. You know, just under a lot of stress. You yep. know, hey, I got a, a a bus all set up. Which why would you set up everything on a bus filled with like sushi and steaks? You and, know, Paul you know, Heyman got you know some sushi. Yeah, and he's like, go ahead. Turf. You know, you and your brother go go eat some food. Go Mao, I'll um, see ya, you. And know? I got I got to go take care of some business. Goes out to the ring. Uh, addresses the crowd and yep. fucking Sami Zayn slides in like a fucking like a ninja, all dressed up and starts beating the shit out of fucking Roman Reigns. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it caught me off guard. I was like, oh shit, it's it's you know it's Jay, and then I was like, but what? no, it's Sammy. Like right. Sammy came out swinging, and again, it, there was no remorse. It was instant. Like, no, I'm coming here to attack you. Yeah, but and he that came was out, that. He put down the tribal chief like it was nothing. He really he did. hit him with a gnarly spear. Had didn't have weapons, just, just straight fight, mano a mano. Wanted, like pie face to like hit him with a with a phenomenal spear. Oh, and so then good! Now we're getting a match at Elimination Chamber. Yep. Sammy said he Zane wanted nothing from Roman him, Reigns but now he wants Montreal. that match. Yep, yep. And he in said in Montreal, Roman said he's gonna kill him in front of his family, in front of his mama, his daddy, his kids, his wife, his, wife, his friends, yeah, mama, his family. Hana, Hana, he's gonna kill him, everybody. Hana, Hana. Uh, Brian Alvarez said an interesting theory that he had, and it seems to be panning out perfectly. He speculated that this is exactly what would happen. Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is going to take the loss. Kevin Owens is going to come out to help, and it's going to be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania. And boy, is it fucking panning out to be that way. I hope it works out that way. I mean, okay. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they're Montreal boys. Like, this is... All right, so this is gonna I, be good. I, if it plays out like guys, that, he just sat up and got serious. If it plays out like that, I one hundred percent agree with that. I, I I would love to see them as a tag team get the belts. Uh, if you know anything about their history together, they've been friends for years. They have pretty much gone from beginning to end in this wrestling, you know, story of theirs. They have so, phenomenal matches as Kevin Steen and El Generico and ROH. It would be, Go back and watch them if you haven't seen it. It would be very poetic, poetic to see them get the tag titles in the company that they've strived to get to for years. Right. Um, that being said, I know a lot of people and a lot of chit-chatter on the internet, uh, you know, fantasy booking, and I think this should happen. What do you say to... The idea that at this point, obviously, they didn't realize, WWE, Triple H, whoever, didn't realize putting Sami Zayn in the bloodline was going to pan out this way. They right. admitted it. I don't think any of them did. That they didn't think, they thought it was going to be a flash in the pan. They were going to be done with it. It was going to be a couple months, maybe a couple weeks. He's done, out, whatever. They didn't expect the crowd to get behind this guy so much. Right. It's another one of those, like, a tag team that gets together randomly because they just storylines crisscross and people are like oh my god this is amazing same idea they didn't realize it was gonna gonna be this volatile and it's just it's caught fire so quick do you think that it should have gone to where instead of cody rhodes winning the royal rumble and getting a shot at roman reigns at wrestlemania and i i can even there's even like a little interjection there i I got for here in a second but instead of that it being sammy Zayn at or at WrestleMania 
and winning the title from Roman Reigns. Because I mean, that's he's what got I wanted. That, he's got that star power right that's now. That's what I wanted. If you put the belt on him, people would understand. Yeah, it. like when they hadn't announced everybody with the Royal Rumble, it came down to, you know, because you can kind of hear things. There was about three or four spots left uh, unaccounted for. Right. And that was the one that I was really hoping was going to come down to. Sammy comes, slides in like, at the end. He I feel gets like that was like the number two rumor right behind the rock. Yeah, that there's just going to be like a few weeks of tension to where Roman Reigns is pretty much going to put Sammy in its place and be like, hey, you know, I know we have to face each other, but well, you, you have to let me win or well, you something could even, like that. You, you could know? have even sold it to where Sammy just tried to get the spot so that he'd be number 30, he'd be the freshest in, so then he could try to win the Royal Rumble. So exactly that, he could just throw the match at, at, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania, right. And okay. then something obviously happens to where that turns, and it doesn't make sense that he gives it over to him anymore, you know? So obviously that's probably not going to happen. No, Sammy no, it's not happening. It's going to be Cody now, Rhodes that little, that little tidbit interjection that I was talking about before, rewind a little bit to where I talk about him going, he's going to, if we go with the storyline that it has right now, goes to, uh, to Elimination Chamber and loses against Roman Reigns. Okay. It makes perfect sense. Yep. What are the chances that instead of a tag title match, they end up making a triple threat match at WrestleMania between Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and Roman Reigns oh, they throw for the, the Universal asterisk. title? I mean, think about oh. it. Think about like the, the amount of star hmm. power you okay. have. Because as much as I don't really like Cody Rhodes right now, and as uh-huh. much as I'm not really like a big, I don't know, it just it, he's not doing doing it for me. Uh huh. Um, he he fucking sells like he he's over sure. he's, he's white hot baby face meat like there's no doubts about it putting him in Sami Zayn who is now a homegrown like naturally occurring baby face and then you put the biggest heel that you've had in the WWE in the past twenty years like Bray Wyatt's one thing we got heel John Cena you've had the Authority Batista the Taker like there has not been a heel or a champion in the magnitude of Roman Reigns in the past 15 to 20. Right. And you put these two white hot baby faces like uh, like burning the fucking house down uh-huh. against your champion who's been holding both belts. Right. Both for belts 800 for days. 800 some odd days. Like Okay. I, you you at WrestleMania the yes. biggest stage in the all of wrestling like what event. the fuck? Like how could that not be something that they think they thought about? I could about? bite into that only if Cody doesn't win. Because I feel like Cody would get booed out of the stadium if they put Sammy in there. I think he's going to get booed out of the stadium no matter what. Yeah. I don't think that would be a good match or a good idea for Cody's star power. Right. But I also genuinely don't think it's a good idea that Cody wins this regardless. I really don't. You don't don't think Cody should win either way? Over, Over Roman? Yeah. Who's been there? For 800 days, undefeated, yeah. and Cody Rhodes leaves WWE, in. bitter as hell, starts a new company with his friends. Talks all kinds of shit. Says to everybody, I'm not going to win like the main title in right. this company. The world title. Screws himself over, gets upset about it, leaves, yep. comes to WWE stating that he wants to win a title. Now he's trying to say what title he wants. Right. And then wins it. What? Well, wait, you forgot two matches, maybe you three forgot. matches in. You forgot that Get out he of came here. in, had a handful of matches, and then tore his pectoral muscle and was out for what seven months, mm-hmm. and then came back, won the rumble because he was number thirty. 
No, I mean, not because he was number yeah. 30, Might but that sure as hell helped. Um, and then has guaranteed a title shot at WrestleMania. Yep. I. Or were <sighs> these guys out there working their asses off? I just see it happening. I oh. just see WWE seeing the dollar signs and understanding that people are. Cody Rhodes is over. Cody Rhodes is mm-hmm. is. I heard somebody talk about it, and he's like the new John Cena. I think that's a little bit, a little bit too far one direction. Agreed. But uh, he, there there's some truth to it a little bit. He could be their white hot baby face. But they got for years it up a little bit. Do they? Have you seen the crowd? They're to gonna you, be so mad that for Roman you lost. that. It might be that way, but honest to God, I think people are over it. Because li- listen, when when Roman comes out, half of them cheer, half of them boo. Mm-hmm. And what have I? I've always said, even bad heat is good heat. I feel like this it can't end without without. I don't know. It just feels like Sammy does have to take the reign and win this somehow, and I don't know how. I really don't. But I feel like it's the only comforting win that everybody can go. Okay. Yeah. Even if you're the biggest Roman Reigns fans in the world, I think that from an outsider's perspective, you can be like, okay, they set this up. It makes sense. It came down to this. Finally happened. Okay. Because that makes a hell of a lot more sense than Cody Rhodes, who just walked. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I have to agree. But even though I do agree. Yeah. You think I, the writing's I, on the wall? I don't see it working out that way. I 100% oh. think they're going to give to- or Tony. They're going to give Cody Rhodes one of the belts i don't think like, it's going to be wh- both belts i think they're going to split up the belts Why though? roman's like, going to walk away what does cody do belt. from there though like what does cody do with his career from there does he retire does he tom brady it like oh nope that's probably it. i'm that's done. probably what he's gonna I do i retired i got the belt i'm done i'm gonna be a tv guy now like i just i i don't know mm. i think that's the way it's gonna go i think this is gonna be the de- the beginning of the tag titles getting split up i think they're gonna drop one of the belts, I haven't really thought about which one, but I think they're going to retain Ross one of the other tag so belts. Smackdown orientated. And then, yeah, I think Roman is going to drop the black belt to Cody, and he's going to keep the Smackdown belt. And he's going to have like a slow, dis- a, a slow descension into losing that belt to whoever's up next. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Who's up next? I don't know. And that's Who's another up next? Thing. That's like, like, and like you said, and, and if that all pans out, if what I just said pans out, what do you do with Cody next? Who's he fight next? You got, you got Seth Rollins. I mean, you, Randy Orton's still out there somewhere. I don't know if he's going to come back. There hasn't been any reports that no. he's on his way back anytime soon. But, I mean, you never know. It's WWE. They don't tell anybody anything. Absolutely. You but could have Randy Orton don't in the have gym right now like training. That. And if he's not, if he's not, okay, we say Matt the only Riddle. current roster. No, and Matt Riddle's Solo not Sokoa. current. <laughs> Solo Sokoa goes after... Uh, Cody Rhodes for the belt that Roman had. Yeah. Tell me that wouldn't be a good one. But what about Roman's belt? Who's going to take that second belt? I don't know. Cody gets the first one. Rick Boogs. <laughs> I want Rick Boogs. Rick Boogs just for champion. Picks at this point. This, it's, it's all this is. This is all. If you if you're listening to this, expecting to find some wonderful yeah. insight and new thoughts and pro, this is just returned ideas that either I've, I've thought of and then got too stoned later late yeah. night on Saturday and be like, oh man, that'd be a great idea. That, that was somebody else. I probably heard it on the rate on on a podcast somewhere. <laughs> My pick is Vin, Vin, uh, Vince McMahon. McMahon. He's going to come back. He's going to steal all four belts. He's going to get gonna, the he's belt gonna from be the bloodline. He is Shane the bloodline. McMahon. <laughs> Shane McMahon's going to come back. 
He's going to tag with his father. They're going to win both sets of the tag belts. Vince McMahon's <laughs> going to be the WWE champion and the uh, SmackDown champion. Uh, yeah, Linda McMahon's coming back. She's going to take the NXT women's and the women's, both the Raw and SmackDown champions. <laughs> it's going to be the last hurrah of the McMahons. Yep, the grandest event of them all. The best. Well, now that you all know my fantasy booking of the McMahon nation that will come back and rule all of WWE for the latter half of 2023 going into 2024, um, that's enough about WWE and, and, and that landscape. We're going to go into the uh, smaller promotion, the different promotion, the other promotion. The, the other whatever, family owned the organization. Other, the the other, cons. other wrestling family, the different cons that aren't involved with WWE, <laughs> AEW. And we're going to kick it off with... Uh, the women's division for once i am excited about the aew women's division it's really developing i wasn't not that i'm not excited with it as as it is but as storyline wise i just don't think they've had a lot i think that the storylines they have had are a little bit stagnant um i think they've been like collecting newer talent to fluff up the division a little bit and i think they've finally done that and i think they're starting to Kind of get a little yeah. bit, a little bit of headway here. And Madison Rain has been in the charge of the women's division backstage for the last since few she months. Showed up, it's been good. I, I absolutely agree. I think she's helped elevate the women's division. I think uh, Soraya and Tony Storm have done a lot. I think Jamie Hader has done a lot. I think Britt even has done a lot mm-hmm. to make everything very, very interesting and dynamic. You got Ruby. You got the Bunny. You got there's just so many women. I mean, even J- even uh, Jade Cargill. Like it's been an ongoing yeah, storyline. Red but Velvet. It's, you know? They they've been able to make that div- or that storyline Jade Cargill's storyline fresh a lot. And there's yes. been there's been low points. Don't get me wrong, but I've never been. Like, oh my God, just get this belt off this girl. Like, I'm so no, tired. No, I'm of looking this. forward to the next one always. And, and this, they couldn't have done it better for me. Uh, Jamie Hayter was backstage, and all of a sudden, you see the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. And the mm-hmm. bunny is calling out Jamie Hayter for dynamite next week for the championship. Holy or is shit. it elimination? It's it a is going to be an eliminator. Elim- elimination. This is how much I pay There's- attention. There's, this isn't Battle of the Belts, you know, 55. Mm-hmm. This is some type of like, um, Every title is on the line at yes. Dynamite next week, although Jade's is not, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, I think it's because, I don't, I don't know. Don't know. Jade's Doesn't a special. Matter. Jade's special. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had, uh, we had a couple things involved with this. But yeah, yeah. Buddy's going to take on Jamie Hayter. But during that segment, um, uh, I believe it was Renee Paquette, uh, said, hey, we got to go backstage. And it flipped over backstage. And you end up seeing Tony Storm and Soraya attacking uh, Britt Baker. And laying laying the good old backstage SmackDown on her, um, which prompted you know Jamie Hader to run off from the interview, um, which kind of set up a segment later on where Ruby Soho approached Britt Baker, who's being looked over by the doctors, like, hey, you know, I wasn't involved in that. I know they're supposed to be like my friends and everything, but like that ain't me. Like, and Britt Baker, understandably, not, not so trusting of of Ruby, who's been very very critical of Britt Baker and Absolutely. her behavior. As a champion, as as just a woman in general, um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited for what they're doing with this little seat it's they're fun, putting, like the but out, they're... the out, quote unquote outsiders against the AEW originals. Yeah, and they're they're they've repackaged Tony and Soraya to be heel, mm. and I like it. It yep, they works took on, a lot better for they, both of them. They absolutely decimated the Renegade Twins this week. Who are great. I think they've just been done, been doing a great job of just putting over the bigger talent and taking right. the loss. 
Right, and speaking of the Renegade Twins, we might as well talk about because they're part of uh, Thunder Rosa's promotion. Yes. Um, I can't remember what the name it is off the top of my head, but she's also somewhere in the mix. Like, I know uh, she was talking about January was supposed to be a return. We're sitting in February at this point. We haven't heard boo about it. At least I haven't. I don't really follow her too, too much. No, I heard she's going to be doing some promotional stuff with AEW, which is good. But that's good that she's at least back in the fold, which yeah, hopefully that is Maybe some of that, that community indicator. stuff that Tony Khan has announced recently, things right. like that, just to make her irrelevant again. Well, maybe she might be something a little bit later on in the storyline where you've got an AEW, you know, originals or like, you know, versus the Outsiders. And I don't know, like, hopefully, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what they're doing with this. Like, I really am. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have to see Tony Storm take on Thunder Rosa, though. Oh, yeah. It just has to come back. Like, there's some things that need to be finished with thunder rosa but right. in the meantime the women's division has been absolutely fantastic and while we are talking about the women's division again we need to talk about jade who picked up her 50th win 50 in a match against red velvet now this is not 50 you know singles match this is just 50 you know matches she's yes had tag matches she's any had match she's been in she's any won. match she's won uh, which is impressive pre, pre-tbs championship too right right this is this is impressive um, it, no matter how you how you look yeah. at it, she's had a 50, 50 streak win. Um, it's a it's a beautiful number, but where do we go from? Well, now here? that we've hit that number, I feel like we can kind of start looking at what we do with the belt. But I think this was, and now Red Velvet has a history with with Jade. They, she was one of the baddies, right? End up getting hurt. She ended up coming back and then turned heel, or I guess turned face on her. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You wanna, she turned against uh, Jade. Right. Um, and this match was probably one of the first matches that Jade's had that I really thought that we might see a title change. Yeah, I feel like there's and, there, it increasingly every week becomes more difficult for Jade to hold right. on to the belt. But Jade athletically and all around wrestling technique wise has improves. Every oh, my God. Week tremendously. Too. Tremendously. So it's good. You know, it's a good challenge for her. I feel like definitely Red Velvet put her in a position to where that she thought she might not win this. Well, one. there was the there was at one point she had her for the pin. Mm-hmm. She ended up hitting Aubrey her with was that, distracted. That, that whirlwind kick or whatever. I don't know what they call it. But, uh, got her pretty good and dropped her. And Aubrey was distracted by Kiara Hogan, who came out to I, I'm assuming help. Yeah. But distracted uh, the ref so that. I mean, she had like a good six count pin on her. Yep. Uh, and even that, that left an opening for Jade to get her marbles put back together. And she hit her with the Jaded and got the win, her 50th win. But I mean, I think we've that, never seen Jade in that position, though. Yeah, we've, it, there, we're seeing chinks in the armor. We're mm-hmm. seeing, you know, cracks in the foundation of, of, of Jade's perfection in, the, in AEW. And I love it. I think it's great. I, I do too. I, I think they did this really well. They made it. Uh, Red Velvet did not like, and she's a she's a significantly smaller individual yes. than Jade. Yes, and she looked so strong in this match. Mm-hmm. She looked like again she was the most threatening challenge that Jade has had. Oh, Red Velvet's great, and it was great. And, and even though Jade got the win, both these women ended up looking strong in the end. Jade just, or I'm sorry, Red Velvet just got the raw end of a, of a deal in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I. I Again, I don't know what they're doing after this. I don't know. I really thought for a while that it was going to be Athena, Mm -hmm. and then that didn't pan out, and then I really thought, okay, Red Velvet, that makes sense, and then that didn't pan out, so I'm really not... Well, we do have... Not sure. Maybe Brit, maybe um, Akara Shida, you know, maybe somebody like that who's a really big 
over the top star that has to come in there and take it. I think it. she's. I, I, I think she's entangled with the other uh, women's storyline right now with Jamie Hader and uh, Britt Baker and all them because she was that little. She was that third one between Soraya, Soraya, and uh, you're right the first time, Tony Soraya, Storm, whatever, yep. and Tony Storm. Um, you know, she kind of got got some shade from those two. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's she's an AEW original. You know, so. Don't I don't know. know. She hasn't been on TV for a minute, so. All right. On Dynamite, Samoa Joe got his revenge on Darby Allen as they faced for the TNT Championship. Yep. He thought the last one was tough. He thought the last one was hard hitting. Just when you think, let's just, just say, when you think Darby couldn't go more ridiculous. Yeah. Let's just say that Darby Allen, first of all, came out in a sweater covered in thumbtacks, which worked Heavily against him later in the match. Number one, how do you not do get that? On. How do you get like thumbtacks glued onto fabric? Like, I've that never must have tried. taken him so long to get like the right he material to because seems... they stayed on there. It wasn't like a because I know me. I would I would thought. Oh, let me use like you know e six thousand or something. Uh, I guess man. hot glue. I don't know. That cat's got nothing better to do. And <laughs> I mean, he does have. I, I he's got a house here. like out in the middle of nowhere. He's got no internet, no cable. He's, he's Is that legit? Because that sounds real. 100%. He said it on multiple podcasts. He seems like the type of guy that would sit there till 4 o'clock in the morning Actually, where thumbtacks to his sweater because he's uh, so committed to it, you know? Where they shot those vignettes over, I guess vignettes, not the right word. They shot those segments with, uh, you know, they're jumping. Yeah, the, into is that his the, house? That was his house right That's there. That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's out in the middle of nowhere. He has no internet. He has no cable. Um, Actually, he's been yelled at quite a few times because he has no cell signal out there either. either. And he, people try to get a hold of him, like work wise, AEW wise, and he can't get a hold, be get a hold of because there's no signal out there. And people are like, you have to get internet, like you have to check your email, <laughs> like crucial shit you're supposed to be doing. And he's like, uh, okay. Um, I don't remember my whole original point was, but this, oh, he must just sit out in these like out in the middle of nowhere with a sweater and watching skateboarding DVDs. <laughs> And just like glues like a tax. fire pit, like <laughs> yeah, glues tax, and he's straight edge. So I don't know what he's doing. He's not doing any drugs or drinking. So seems like he's like burning sage and like he's the he's the type of artistic guy I could never be. No, I you know I like Darby Allen as a character, but I don't think I could vibe with him. I don't yeah, think I could go hang a, out. He's, at a, his he's house. a definitely individual. He is something. At any rate, so <laughs> thumbtack sweater. Um, again, even more brutal than the last time these two so fought in good, Seattle. Though. Um, Samoa Joe got blasted not too far into the match. It was, I think, right chair? as soon as he went in. No, as soon as he went in, he jumped at him with the. Uh... Oh, he had a table, and then Darby Allen hit the table, and it hit him in the head. So I'm not, I'm oh, that's right. He was him. pulling a table out from underneath the the ring, and Darby dove to, from the ring to the Tope Suicida. Uh, yeah, Tope Suicida into the table, and the if you've ever looked at a one of these folding tables, the outside edge. Of on the bottom side, it's a thin metal piece, and what happened was I Joe's head was a little bit to the left, and it caught him right on the inside of his, I believe, left eyebrow, and yeah. instantly split him open. Oh, that yeah. was not a blade job. No, no, no. You saw it happen in real time. Which we didn't talk about Moxley and Hangman Adam Page. I, I'm slicey, sorry, slicey, slicey. I'm, I'm sorry. Like it's <laughs> it's not that we didn't we shouldn't have talked about it. I was in a mood. On Wednesday night, and the first hour, I don't know what it was. I had, I it was the grumpiest pants. I just was like, I, I watched want to watch the match. I watched the match, and I was like, this is so stupid. This is so dumb. I hate this match. This is dumb. This is stupid. I fucking hate this. I know, Why and anybody... I'm over there on the other side of the couch, like, this is actually a good match. I don't and, know what you're talking about. Well, and it's funny because <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the master tweeter. 
Uh, and I didn't really tweet out about anything the entire match. And then I was like, well, this, this match sucks. Fuck this match. Who the fuck liked this match? And I tweeted it out. And like three seconds later, I got on and started looking at the Twitter feed. And I'm like, man, I am, in a, I am in a bad fucking mood. <laughs> I, I saw so many people like, what? That, you know, uh, Mox and Hangman have something special. What a great match. Pay-per-view quality match. What an amazing, like, I can't believe these two put on this this show for this crowd. And the entire time I'm reading those, I'm like, all right, I'm just being a grumpy asshole. Yeah, I, gotta right? de- I-, I deleted the tweet. I'll admit it. I- I'm, a de- I'm a tweet deleter. If I fuck something up that bad, <laughs> I- I- there's spelling you errors. Just, I'll delete tweets just because I can't stand Snickers. it. You needed Snickers. I needed something. I needed something. I was tired. <laughs> I, had a- I had to drive around all night on Monday, but we don't talk about that because I had to go pick I- up friends from the airport. And just I random shinfo. I don't know if you've, ever, if you've ever been to Florida. Okay, you got fuck Tampa, Florida. you got Orlando. Those are the, like the major airports in Nobody like, Central Florida. Nobody tours Florida for a fucking reason. Yeah, if you have to go to the Tampa airport, make sure you go to Tampa, not Orlando. Um, just a little bit of shinfo. Long story, actually, even Jake longer, Cop's just to make everybody us. laugh. Actually, he, it's funny, because I'll have to tell the story now. This happened now. so many times, Well, though. okay, so <laughs> me and Jade squatted up with a bunch of people, and we drove to Hardcore Justice right before you and I got married, actually. Okay. Um, it was when we had the Astro Van, and we got there, we had a great time, you know, we, we hung out, and... We went to drive back and I had to work the next morning. Ran, or, I'm sorry, Jade was like, yo, I'll drive like you sleep in the back and get some Z's and, you know, you'd be good. Like, oh, that's awesome. I hand him the keys. We're going. I'm sleeping for like an hour, hour and a half. And I, I wake up. I'm like, yo, where are we at? We should be home soon. He's like, I don't really know where we're at. We're on I-4. I'm like, what do you mean we're on fucking I-4? He's like, yeah, that's how you get home, right? I'm like, no, dude, you're supposed to like, what are you? And this is back before the turnpike. Like, you're supposed to get on 75. And he's like, oh, shit. And, we, and I start, I was like, well, where the hell are we? And I look up, and we were in Orlando, and I look up, and there goes a sign for Tampa. I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. You drove to Tampa. So we drove laterally across the state, and then we had to drive home. I got home, and like 20 minutes later, I had to get, I was picked up, and I had to go to work. (laughs) So, actually, no, that was well before you and I got married. Doesn't matter. I'm getting my wrestling events mixed up. Um, Fast forward to this past Monday, I had to pick up a friend. Oh, no, there's another one. Hold on. So about, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, the three of us get a great idea. Mark, Jade, and I, we're going to go to Raw. Comes to Tampa. You know, Raw is huge about coming to Tampa. No big deal. So we all make sure, ha-ha, are we going to the right place? We're going to the right place. This is when Punk and and, uh, The Rock were feuding, too. Oh, man. And, and, you know, me personally, okay, we have this thing, and it must be a Florida thing because I'm about to say it, and it sounds like some Florida-ass shit. When you're a kid in Florida in elementary school, you do a speech, and it's called the Tropicana Speech. I can't believe you're about to admit this. I know. So you do it for a few years. So far I'm a dorky-ass kid. I love writing. I wanted to be a journalist as a kid. I love writing. I, for three years in a row, and got third place at least every year, wrote mine about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You hear this, Flex? Do you see the the caliber of woman I had to marry? This is what I have to keep up with every day. I have a original the rock beanie baby oh my god that's right a beanie baby that's supposed to be the rock so, so at any rate yeah. the rock is a big deal to me so we do the same fucking yep. thing again and drove the wrong way and we go to orlando where we're supposed to go to tampa we we got the spot we got the cm punk got rock spot we got like an hour late, give them the people's we elbow and the and you know the shit that was talk. when ryback was there and they put him through a table and they hit him with the stairs and but yeah. we did it again we did it again so yeah. now here we go let's hear so it now, again Monday, I, I'm at work. I, I work uh, about 30, 40 minutes north of where I live. Uh, so it's an additional time going to Orlando. 
Uh, so I go to work. I work all day. I work from 5.30 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon. I get off of work, and I've, their flight comes in at about 7. So I'm like, you know, I got time. It takes me about an hour Two of and our half friends. Time. I don't know if you Two of our friends, yes. They're flying in from North Carolina. So I was like, yeah, I got you. And I jump in the car. I'm like, I'm not going to wake. I'm just going to drive down there. And I get in the car. And I put in the GPS. And, of course, GPS can't go wrong with the GPS. We were talking with those no, other no, two times. No, hold on real quick. You dropped them off. Yes. At the airport Friday. Friday morning. Friday. Okay. Now go ahead. This is Monday. <laughs> and, this is and Monday. The other two times between the Raw and uh and the one I was talking about with the van. Yeah, hardcore um, justice. Hardcore justice. Uh both of those times we had to use MapQuest because that was before GPS was a thing. So this time I had GPS. Mike, I put the I put it in GPS, great. Driving, having podcasts on, <laughs> having a grand old time, doing seventy five eighty, going there, get calling, there checking in. Hey, I'm you know, I'm getting there. I'm there. So then I get there and I get in the parking garage and I always go to the top floor because that's where you go. It's the easiest place to remember is on the fucking top floor. Because if there's no fucking ceiling, there's no other place in the fucking garage, in the parking garage. Can't miss the no par- fucking you can't fl- miss no the ceiling. ceiling. So get up there and I park and, you know, trying to be trying to be a good husband to call my wife. And I'm like, hey, Jamie, I made it. I'm in, I'm in Orlando. An hour and a half early. Yeah, I'm in Orlando. And she goes, ha ha, funny. But what the fuck do you mean, ha ha, funny? Like, I'm in Orlando. I made it. Like, she's like, no, it's supposed to be Tampa. So lo and behold, <laughs> I find out I drove to the wrong fucking airport. Immediately had to leave and drive another an hour and a half to the other airport. And I showed up. They were landing. Like, they were coming down. Like, the wheels were hitting the ground. And Jared was turning his phone on to call me. And he was like, hey, I made it. Where are you at? And I'm, like, almost crushing my door on the wall of the roundabout going to the top floor of the partner garage. So I'm like, I got you, dog. Like, you good. I'm Just here. go to baggage claim. I'll meet you there. I'm here. So, yeah, I was tired. So Wednesday, I was not about it. It still was affecting me. So I was up from 4.30 in the morning, and I was in my car. I'm sorry, I was up at, yeah, 4.30 in the morning, and I was in my car from 4 in the afternoon until 9.30 at night. Yeah, I had to catch up on Raw. Yeah. And was just bitter. So Wednesday, I was just, I was not about Mox and and Hangman, Adam Page. So if you have a problem with it, I'm so sorry, but we're not covering it. Um, (laughs) Um, But we're back to Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. Sorry about that Orlando Tampa tangent. Tampa tangent. Um, Again, you thought the last one was hard hitting. This one was absolutely insane. This was nasty. Um, At one point, Samoa Joe actually, or no, it was Darby Allen. Darby Allen grabbed some scissors and he cut the uh, covering that they put on the ring and he exposed, all the zip ties. exposed everything and, and they had a couple huge I, bumps. T- that, uh, Samoa Joe got a muscle buster on this uh, was, yeah, on the, on the wood. Allen on the wood. This was one of those matches and we, and then, yeah, uh, Samoa Joe ends up getting the win, but this was one of those matches to where Samoa Joe is really good at dishing out pain. And Darby oh, yeah. Allen is amazing at taking that. <laughs> so pain. it's a perfect team. It's great. Like the the spots that he hit, he threw him on chairs. He th- like it was the that the one muscle spot, buster. Oh my god! There was one spot where like uh, and this was no DQ match. It was the only reason yep, all this was happening. Samoa Joe threw Darby Allen at a, a steel chair, and Darby like jumped up onto the chair and like flew into the crowd and went over the barricade. Like, it looked it like just... he, it looked like he about smashed his face on the concrete floor. It was insane. Like he sells everything that he gets hit with. It was an absolutely incredible. And Samoa Joe picks up the second time that he is the yep. TNT champion. And how do you feel about the TNT championship changing hands so quickly? I, I like it. Um, it. It gives it kind of a TV title feel, which it kind of makes sense because it's a TV network title. Right. Um, but to be honest with you, it doesn't matter what I feel because Wardlow came out. 
With the short hair, looking, with the short hair, good. and I'm not gonna lie, when his music hit, my nipples got hard. <laughs> my my inner daddy magic had popped out. My my, <laughs> you heard too. Bing, bing. And my fucking t-shirt got two little holes in big it. Big meaty men. I I love me big some big meaty, meaty men. men. I'm I, I've been married for twelve years. I have never once ever looked at a man and said, "Hey, I want to fuck you." But I don't know what it is about big sweaty meaty men with big old pectorals yeah. and tiny little nipples. And Wardlow's just a gorgeous dude, especially with me. the short hair. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he came out and he, you know, he kind of punked out Joe. He kind of, kind of, you know, I'm just saying, <laughs> Joe, where you going, bud? Just- um, so I, I, I'm loving it. AEW, again, does great. WWE does great. Um, Oh, wait, we're not done. Oh, no. I have no. more notes. There's so much more. Let's There's talk so about. There's so much fucking more. Oh, my God. Let's talk about. Let's talk about this interesting partnership with all ego Ethan Page, Isaiah Cassidy. And Matt Hardy. Real quick, I need to interject. I have been ruined by Dan Housing because I cannot call him Ego. It's I Egon. call him Egon all it's the time. Egon. Dan Housing ruined my <laughs> life, my wrestling. I love it, though. It's Egon, but uh, he has been shining. Ethan Page has been absolutely shining. Uh, it's not that he's been shining. It's that AEW has finally opened the doors to Ethan Page. Just and let him be him. Let people look at him and go, oh, my God, he's amazing. He's so good. He's star quality out the ass. I He's got him. the tightest tits in the game. Tightest tits in the game. This dude moved from Canada to the United States to be more of a part of the of toy AEW. Department. You know, in the toy department. <laughs> he actually just bought a toy company. Whole other tangent. At any rate, him being a part of the firm. Uh, also, I didn't like it at first. Now I love it. It's great. You got Isaiah Cassidy, who doesn't have his partner right now, is in uh, Mark, Mark Quinn. Quinn. He's out. I don't know what he's injured with. Yeah. You also have Matt Hardy, who has just been thrown into this lump because who's, the far, the firm owns tag, their contract. Whose tag partner is also out with a quote-unquote injury. a different injury. Um, so they kind of just threw the three of them together, and I don't know how, what they were really intending on doing with that. And a lot but of it, Ethan Page is like in charge of well, the two of them. Yeah, they, he ended up uh, buy, not buying, winning Matt Hardy's and private parties contracts. Uh, I can't remember exactly. It was so long ago. Uh, and they've been developing the story a lot with AEW Dark. Yes. Uh, to where they've been. It, Matt has been teasing the broken gimmick on being the elite. He had a full, like, he was in the bathroom and fully transitioned to broken right. Matt Hardy. At first, he absolutely hated his dynamic with Ethan. And now, as of this match that he, they have uh, with the elite for the trio's tag championships, um, He's more like submissive to Ethan. Right. Page. I think he's it's yeah, he's he's supporting Ethan and everything, even when Ethan does like some shady ass, like stealing the spotlight moves. Right. Um, Which I, I, I think it's great. It's it plays into Egon's. It plays into Ethan's character very yeah, well. Matt all Hardy, ego, you know, you know, it's it's making him a man that he's not ever been, which is exactly like you said, a very submissive, like right. everything's OK, no matter what. And then it's also given the fuel for Isaiah Cassidy, who's like, what's going on? Why are you acting this way, Matt? Again, like, a star in the making. I love him. I oh, love yeah. that he just like is so vocal when he gets hit. He's screaming, you know, and, and the great thing about this match is, you know, a lot of times when you have championship matches and you take three random guys and you put them up against the guys that have the belt, especially the elite who just won in, you know, a best of seven between uh, Death Triangle. Right. And you. They're now defending it for the first time against Ethan, uh, Isaiah, and Matt Hardy. They sh- like they shine just as hard as the elite did. Oh yeah, and I think that's really cool that they made the, the three of them look really good. 
and actually give you a point where like, wow, they're, they're hitting their moves. They're hitting their finishers. They had that spot where everybody hit their finisher and there's a name for that. We were talking about it earlier. I don't know what it is where everybody hits their finisher. One goes down and it next person goes and they hit their fit their finisher. And it's just process. It's, it was a great match and it further, further pushed this storyline between those three guys in the firm. But of course, made the elite look fantastic and pushed them into their next championship match, which is happening on Dynamite this week. And it just it, it the spotlight felt like because obviously the elite is a fan favorites. They you know obviously going into it, everybody assumes that they're going to win because right. they're not going to lose on a on a random rampage against a team yep. that's been on dark for the past couple months. Yeah, and I I like that they're treating this with. They're treating the titles, you know, exactly how you would with them, but they're not treating it because it's the elite. There's not this huge storyline with them just yet, and I'm sure it's building up to it. Right. But this match didn't make it feel like it was the elite squashing a random ta- random. No, tag team. there this was no like reason to do that. There was a couple times where it was like, oh, shit, like, this could be a plausible thing. Like, yeah. you still had your doubts, but there was definitely a couple of times where it's like, oh, shit, the odds are in their favor. But the story was definitely on Ethan Page. Uh, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy. Yes, the, the entire camera time. was there. Um, I love this like pop up power slam that Ethan Page has been doing lately. He's been just really showcasing his his muscle, his power, his abilities, but also just again the characters developing between the three of these guys. I think that hopefully Mark Quinn is good. I really don't know what's up with him either. Yeah, but that he can come back and Isaiah and him can can go for the the titles because they are just great that seems like a bad theme or a reoccurring theme with some of these uh really tightly knit tag teams uh, one's always out one's always out like and, I, and not to be you know i mean obviously matt hardy jeff hardy you've got private party you had top flight you know, or yeah private party top flight like it seems like these nightly or tightly knit ones are they're plagued by these one person gets injured and it's like damn you gotta slow down a lot with that momentum yeah for sure but AEW has a good they do a good job at rebuilding those tag teams back up although they don't need a lot of help once they get in that ring no so we talked a little bit earlier about how the women's division is tightly like intertwined Mm -hmm. the men's division is actually pretty tightly intertwined as far as mjf yes he's got his fingers in a lot of different i guess rival or not rivalries but matches and fights and segments and oh my uh Uh, first off let's talk about brian cage versus uh who is just one of my absolute favorites. I know Mark is a huge Which Brian one? Cage Brian fan. Cage or Takeshita? Takeshita I mean, is my for either one of them. dude. I, oh, no, I know. I, guys, I, have fell, I have fallen in love with Takeshita over the past couple of months. Like, I, I, I absolutely have. And, and that's not to say anything bad about Brian Cage. No, Brian Cage is the man. and He's just shining. Like, like, I was I was very excited when this match was announced. And then these two, they're great. Like, oh, my God. Brian Cage is, so, again, big meaty man. Yeah. But he's so <laughs> nimble. He is so, like. For a dude his size, yes, he shouldn't very be agile. as quick as he is. And then Takesha is the same way. He's a very he's not nearly he's not quite as big as Brian Cage. He's super tall. But he's stacked. Yeah. And he's nimble. He's quick. He's fast. Yep. He's powerful. The lariats and oh my god, this was wow. I I'm sure if Vince Vince McMahon turned this match on, his he oh, would he's his raging. pants would rip. He he had he's got a fucking hard on so like so hard. <laughs> oh my god, it was. I love this match. This was this was a great match. Takeshita, you need a tan. You need a tan. <laughs> oh, so good. It was great, and Takeshita was able to pick up the win. Yeah. So I, there's been rumors that this is just a great push to get Takeshita over and as one of the front runners of AEW. Well, we also have Chris Jericho's been endorsing Brian Cage to be re-signed by AEW. Smart. Um, talking about 
about a year ago, he would have had no idea who this dude was and would have just kind of blown him off as another meathead. And then uh, as of recent, he said his performances in ROH, AEW matches, he Agreed. said have been top-notch and that he deserves to resign. Yeah, he's which 100% is right. Huge. And yeah, he really was an underutilized talent for the better part of a year, if not yeah. more. I, I know, mean, he's that, got an ROH belt right now. And it's funny because that's where you and I kind of fell in love with Brian Cage was we would hear because a lot of it stemmed from his wife pitching a fit on Twitter. And then you and I think I think heard about this match or that match. We started watching this ROH match or we started watching this indie match. And it was just like, holy shit, this dude's really fucking good. He comes up all the time, even um, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I didn't know he was in Lucha Underground. And then we started watching. It, he pops it's up like, everywhere. It's like when you buy a certain type of car, you don't notice that how many are yeah. out on the road. Like, There's 100 Jeeps on the road right now. And that Brian Cage is the Jeep. He is you the just Jeep. see him everywhere, you know? Brian Cage, the Jeep of wrestling. <laughs> the Jeep of wrestling, you just see him everywhere, and you're like, oh, shit. He is somebody to, to uh, recognize. And yeah. him taking the loss here wasn't a bad thing, but it just put Takesha, like, a hundred times more over oh, yeah. than he is. It elevated both of them. And it sets up this fantastic match that's going to actually happen. Um, let's talk about that. So, uh, Brian Danielson is on this... Typical MJF, you can't fight me until you fight all these guys. Okay, so right now Brian Danielson is set up to fight Timothy Thatcher. Who is a former NXT uh, yeah, employee. I think, he, I think he's for, he's right now in Noah. Yep, he, won, he was uh, one of the individuals that did the MMA-style match in WWE against Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, that match is pretty bad because he either gets his teeth knocked out or they're knocked in. Uh, when you see him now, he's got these broken ass front teeth, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. Uh, but God, remember when that happened to Cesaro? Yeah, that was terrible. That was awful. same idea though. He caught a bad knee and a bad angle, and it just broke his two teeth. Poor Cesaro's went in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a you knew this match going in. Uh, this dude does not pull like strong style. If you're a fan of strong style, that. Heavy hitting, it looks like you just yeah. broke somebody's head off. Those submissions that really are like, wow, that looks extremely yeah, fucking Those painful. heavy, heavy handing kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what these two brought to this Wrist match. Wrist locks and my God, incredible. It, it technically, like, oh, powerful, powerful strikes between two guys. Uh, massive, ma- and, and they're selling, a, I believe, a shoulder injury with Brian Danielson. Um, and he fought through this the entire time. Yep, yep. But great match between the two. Tiring match. I was, yes. I was exhausted at the yes. end of this. And MJF comes down at one point, I think, to just maybe... The referee gets knocked silly. Fuel some steam with Brian Danielson possibly not winning this. And yep. Takeshita actually comes out Makes to a save. stop that. Yeah. Your boy. And they have um, a backstage brawl, which yeah, is they, very rare for... Yep, they had a nice little fight backstage AEW. between MJF and Takeshita. Um, and... Uh, randomly like i don't even i think it was uh renee all of a sudden was like wait wait i've got and she you know holds her finger up to her ear and she's like i got something on the radio oh it's official it's gonna be mjf gonna take on Takeshita next week for an aew world title elimination match what the right? hell like right up to the top i love it okay and now, i think yeah I'll, say, I'll let you do it I i'll think, let you say i think it. we have to say here Takeshita has to win this. It's gotta like not not. It's an eliminator match, so it's he's not, not going to win the, the title. No, it, it's going to be an eliminator match, so that if he if Takeshita ends up winning over MJF, that earns him a title shot. Right. Uh, they've done this numerous times with the women's title. They've done it a couple times with other titles. And ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you lose, even now, for the eliminator match. Thunder Rosa didn't happen though. She lost to uh, 
Didn't she lose to her? Fa- what's her face? She went over to Japan and yeah. fought somebody, and she lost. Can't remember her and name. And then they so brought sorry. the second. They brought her back. The championship and she, match. And Thunder Rosa won. Which and that's how you put. The, that's how you're gonna have. You got to do it like that. You yes. got to let Takeshita win yes. the Eliminator match. Because then people go, "Holy shit, this guy's serious." And then you have MJF cheat his way out of the title match. Of course, because Takeshita doesn't need to win this right because now. Because you know he can't. He can't beat Takeshita. Right. And that's that's MJF's characters. Yeah. He's better than you, and you know it. Yes. Until it actually matters, and he's not. He's better got to than pull you. out the ring. He's got to pull out some bullshit. Right. He's right. going to use something. We all know it, but oh, yeah. that's okay, and I think that's the right way to go for this. So that's going to happen on Dynamite this week. Yes, yes, that's going to be a really good match. So to further this storyline between MJF and everybody in the men's division, MJF has paid Rouge to basically take out Brian Danielson next week Lots of in another match that if he, again, keeps you know the continuation of wins on Dynamite, Brian Danielson will face MJF at... Revolution. Revolution. Right. He he will have moved up the ranking system uh, and become the number one contender. Which, Correct. Again, that means they're still kind of using the ranking system as a way to see who's got a title shot. I don't know if it if it reflects on the on on the website though. If it's a hundred percent legit though, they usually do. Yes. But Personally, I think maybe it's just a way to make people understand that Brian Danielson has earned a right. shot. And wasn't just given one, as we just said. I felt Cody Rhodes has been. Given. I mean, what do we <laughs> do? We really need to have him. Like he's got to really do that to earn a title shot. Like not to be no. that guy. He has beat just about everybody he's faced. I can't recall off the Danielson. top of my head who think, went with the last time he even lost. I don't think there's anybody that genuinely could. If like it was just coming down to wrestling, right? I think there's very few people that could actually beat Brian Danielson. Oh, for sure. You know, Christopher Daniels is up there and but actually, the... like, physically, like, th- like no kayfabe, like, let's just go wrestle. Right. There's probably very few people that could beat Brian oh, for Danielson. Sure. Like, for let's sure. be fucking real here. But he, I think they, they portray that, too, though. Performance. I think they really do. They use they do a great job with him portraying that. They do, that. but I think that's why they have to do this, so that people don't go, oh, well, of course, Brian Danielson got right. this. It's, oh, no, he earned this. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. It's... So... Uh, he's going to be facing Roosh, but before that happens, Roosh is going to uh, ended up facing Christopher Daniels. So one thing I really like is they keep doing this every week. Whoever faces Brian Danielson on Dynamite the week previously on Rampage, they get a match that they end up winning. Oh, yeah, so this happened with Brian Cage. This classic, is happening with Roosh. Classic championship or classic, uh, yeah. you know, precursor match. Yeah, whatever the hell you're pushing the sucks. other guy to give him a good. Yeah, you, you know, got to give him match, the momentum. You got to give him. him he, he he sounds like or he feels more powerful yeah. going into that match because he's coming off a fresh win. They did such a great job to having Christopher Daniels be the person to face Roosh. I mean, he's the perfect person to he's do the man. It. Oh yeah. Now, first off, wrestling legend, love Christopher Daniels. Right. He looks so hard with that eye. Oh yeah. If you don't know, he <laughs> ended up sustaining an injury. I think he got kicked in the head. Uh, during a match, and it ruptured blood vessels in his left eye, and it's left the entire white portion of his eye deep, deep red. It looks black. And he already has dark colored eyes, like brown, like a like a auburn or a brown. So when you look at his eyes, it's creepy because he has this one almost blacked out eye. It looks like a contact. And it's it's perfectly fine. He said it's just blood vessels in there, and the doctors said yeah, there's nothing wrong he with said it. He can it, see it, and everything. It, it should clear up, but it could take months. It could take years. It could take tens of years. It could never go back. It could never go back. And it's just it's I I my God, could you imagine twenty years ago if he would have gotten to wrestling and he had that eye, like the, the type of 
the type of wrestler and, and characters he went about with himself, right. like that would have been an just amazing. Just from the eye. Oh yeah, that would have been amazing. Like it's a natural yeah. thing. It's not like it was kayfabe. No. It was a legitimate eyeball. I mean, the issue. cool thing about Christopher Daniels that I think sold it for both of us is when we saw him in Impact and he had the gloves with the middle finger. Yes, he had exposed. gloves. He had gloves and his index, his thumb, his ring, and his pinky fingers were all covered by a glove, but his middle finger was exposed. So he would hold his hands up in the air. And it would look like his middle fingers were sticking up, but he wasn't. It was his fingers just, it was creating an illusion. And that was genius. It was amazing. That was the first time I looked at Christopher Daniels and I went, okay, I get it. I got to watch he's, this guy. He's supposed to make me mad. Exactly. Like It was something about it. It was like just the, the most ridiculous, like, why would you wear a glove with one finger missing? And then he would put it up and you would see it against a black background. And you're like... Oh my God! It's his middle finger. It looks yeah. like he's everybody giving everybody the finger it's without. So good. It's the best way to get past the censorship. Yep. It was how creative of an idea, it's and I felt right there. Creative. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with him. He's so unique, and again, le- wrestling legend, and, and he what did an, such a good job putting over Rouge. about a knowledge. Absolutely, and AW is so smart to hire him to be the backstage guy that is finding the new talent, the yep. up and coming talent. Because who better to do it than him? Oh yeah. You know, unfortunately, Christopher. Uh, 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 Kazarian. Frankie Kazarian is no longer a part of AEW, but yeah, I'm glad to, to see. Oh, he, it seems like it was a good move for him. So well, I mean, he even, he even said, you know, sometimes where you're at, it's if it's not what you want, then you move on. And it's simple as that. It's like any anybody else in any wrestling company. If this is, I mean, FTR is a good example. They they weren't happy with their position in WWE, even though it was the top of the of yep. the wrestling pile in, in their eyes. And they said, you know, we want to do things that you won't you won't offer us. And uh, we're going to take a different route. And it may not be the most financial sense. It may not make the most, you know, in, in a career sense. But, you know, if you have your goals and your priorities and you want to do A, B, and C, but you can only get offered D, E, and F, and it's not good enough, sometimes, you know, the, just because the benefits might outweigh the, the, you know, the bad parts of it, if it's not personally fulfilling for you, like, I can see, like, you just move on. Got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. You got to be happy with yourself and not, you know. Yep. Not just go with the default number one thing if it's not what you're looking for. For sure. But at any rate, Christopher Daniels, phenomenal talent, did such a good job putting over Roosh. Roosh picked up a great win. Preston Vance on the side as the, like, the mask collector. Like, get yeah. it? Cool. Yeah. They've, they've been know. going after like luchadors it. and tearing their masks yeah. off. Yeah. Jose, the assistant, got a gnarly, like, drop kick to the head. Maybe Con Dom needs to join up with uh, Preston Vance. Or... Jose, the assistant? I don't remember what it, what they're calling him. I can't. I can't roll my tongue. Enough. Prison dumb? No, uh, Preston. Oh, I don't know. It's it's Preston. Fun. Yeah, Preston. He'll always always be <laughs> Preston Vance to, to us. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to do it. We've covered about everything we're going to cover. We've talked your ears off for well over an hour. Um, glad to be back into it again. This is probably going to be the formula we're looking at uh, Monday morning postings. We're going to get it done over the weekend, and just allows us more time to figure all the stuff out. But we also have uh, some matches coming up. Uh, this Raw, but so if you're listening to this as it comes out this Monday morning, uh, tonight on Raw, the 6th of February, we're going to actually see the Bailey versus Becky Steel Cage match. Yes, and this is, again, this is hilarious. We're talking about this. This is happening in Tampa. Yes, yes. We're I not wish going. We could, wish we could go, but we don't, <laughs> we don't have the, uh, the capability this week. Uh, we're also going to see two uh, Elimination Chamber elimination matches. Eliminator qualifying matches. I, I do this. Thank God I don't do this for an actual job. Uh, we're going to see uh, Elias will be taking on a Montez Ford, and Damian Priest will be taking on Angelo Dawkins. 
Nice. Um, so both Street Profits will be having a the possibility of both being in the elimination. I hope chamber. they do. I think that'd be great. Uh, well, they've always they've teased a little bit of a breakup between them for a while. Both are just phenomenal talent. And then we also have the final spot for the women's elimination chamber match uh, between Candice LeRae, Piper Niven, Carmella, who's returning from injury, and Meechan, or yes. Gail, or not Gail Kim. <laughs> Mia Yim. Mia Yim. <laughs> um, so that whoever wins that will be the sixth participant for uh, Bianca Belair's right? Raw Championship. That's the fifth spot, and they haven't announced what's going to happen for the sixth. Maybe. I think either you're wrong or I'm wrong. Doesn't matter. One of us is wrong, but somebody tell us whether who's wrong. <laughs> uh, on SmackDown, we have Braun will be taking. Oh my God, Braun and Rick, Braun Strowman and Ricochet will be taking on the Usos for the SmackDown Championship. Uh, we have the Intercon. We have. I don't remember them announcing this, but you know, I don't pay attention all the time. We have an Intercontinental number one contender match between Rey Mysterio, Karen Cross, Madcap Moss, and Santos Escobar. Uh, Dynamite, we've got MJF, like we said, talking or taking on uh, Ticket. Oh my God. Takesha. Takesha. I don't know why I got employed to do all this shit in the end. <laughs> uh, we have Jamie Hayter taking on uh, Bunny, Bunny for the AEW Women's Championship match. Uh, also, MJF and Takesha is going to be for the AEW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, we have the Elite taking on Top Flight and AR Fox for the Trios Championship. Yes. Uh, by the way, we're, uh, no Orange Cassidy? For oh, championship yeah, match night. Good point. Uh, and we also have Brian Danielson versus Roosh in his gauntlet match. Somewhere at some point in time, we're going to have a gauntlet match between Daddy Magic that is Angelo that Parker. Is that's what that one is? Yes. Okay, so yeah, that's between Ricky Starks has to fight Daddy Magic, Angelo Parker swapped out to, in order, yeah. uh, either Daniel Garcia or Sammy Guevara, and then he can take on Chris Jericho. All on the same night after the Jericho Cruise. After the Jericho Cruise. <laughs> oh my god, wrestling is insane right now. We have Bloodline storyline, I'm sure, is going to be coming up. Kevin Owens hasn't been seen since his loss after the Royal Rumble. I just knocked off a foam block off the wall. Um, it, shit's nutty. Wrestling's insane. Wrestling's and just nutty. like that, it's interesting all the way around. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to this steel cage match with Becky Lynch and Bailey. That's finally going down. Unfortunately, Maybe. that got... No, it's happening. Unfortunately, that got cut short. Um, a few weeks ago, but I think that just built the anticipation for the actual match happening. Looking forward to that. And of course, Rampage. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I interrupt you? Oh, I was just going to say Dynamite in general, all of the championship matches. Um, thank you, Cody Khan. Thank you, I Triple know. H. Right? right. Uh, I guess a, thank it's you. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. fan. Nah. No, 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 thank you. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a real good time to be a wrestling fan, because even if you don't like WWE or AEW, there's... GCW, there's NJPW, there. there's there's Noah, a. there's there's uh, Stardom, there's JCW, there's oh my god, there's so many promotions. There's local promotions. There's yeah. just look it up. Go, I mean, fuck, it's Google. Just Google local promotions. I know NXT's coming to our town, but they're charging sixty dollars for a ticket, and I'm not about to go see NXT wrestle in the same place that I went to prom. Yeah, in a house not show. for sixty bucks. <laughs> um, but. That will end it for us over this episode. We have gone far, far too long. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, uh, at Facebook. S- at Facebook, at CAW Wrestling Pod. We redo the podcast into slight video form and repost them on YouTube. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social medias and tweet out when you're listening to us. Uh, tag us in a post in social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you got. 
Uh, we will shout you out on the podcast. And uh, even though I shouted him out last week, I got a shout out. Uh, Wembley Mania. Uh, they listen to us, I guess. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why anybody would listen to us, but thank you so much. They, yeah, the guy they, Andrew, I believe. Yep, yeah, actually, fan? yeah, the like Scud disposable yeah. assassin. Um, but thank you for that. And I, my name is Mark. Uh, you can follow me at Dunk Dudley. Yeah, and I'm on Twitter as well. I'm at a bacon party. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and. Please tell a friend. We yeah. appreciate it. Write us a review. Give us a five-star review. It means the world. That's how we get noticed. That's how we get out to more people. And uh, the more people that, for listening. The more people that listen to us, the better we can bring a product to you so that you can enjoy us more and not yell at us all the time because we get things wrong because I'm sure we got something wrong. Call us out if we got something wrong. Yeah. I don't know. So interact with us. And we're, you know what? We're boring. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy wrestling. Quit Everything. Playing. All of it. There, you know, botches happen. Bad things happen. Laugh Sometimes at it they're not on. good. Sometimes they're really, really good. So enjoy Botches? it. If you don't follow Botchamania, go watch Botchamania. Yeah. Shout out to Botchamania. But thank you for joining us. We will catch you in the next episode.